that's a remake. That's what my mom said when she heard me playing this song as she happened to be walking down the hallway one day. And what's a remake anyway? Hello everybody, my name is Bishop Frisch and welcome to My Life Through Music where I talk about the songs and the music that was either there or accompanies important events, memories, or people in my life. And this next song that does exactly that is Crimson and Clover by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, released in 1982. What a cool name, man, the Blackhearts. I think that's so cool. And the way that I came to hear this song is by borrowing the album from, from a friend of mine who went to the same elementary school as I did. And he lived about three or four streets down from us. And um, we were probably at this time in fifth grade together. And he had the record and I borrowed it from him and I took it home and I was listening to it. And the reason I borrowed it was because on this record, there was another song that was really, really popular at the time. And if you're my generation or if you're my age, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. And it's I Love Rock and Roll. And I will probably talk about that a little bit in the next video. But I, I borrowed the record because I wanted to hear that song. But as I was listening to the record, I come across Crimson and Clover. And as I hear this, I, I hear this, ah, don't laugh, don't laugh. But you hear this curious and fascinating voice of Joan Jett, and then it's followed by the crunchy and gritty guitar, and then she starts singing again with this strong yet melodic voice that has the perfect, the perfect amount of sassiness that I already Im imagined that she embodied. I mean, you got the song, I already heard the song I Love Rock and Roll, which is, you know, sassiness and attitude and rock and roll. And then you look at her picture on the album cover and you're like, that's rock and roll, man. That's attitude. And I love this song, Crimson and Clover, and I played it over and over again on my crappy record player that I still had. And as I was listening to it, my mom happened to be walking down the hallway and she yells out, that's a remake. And I'm like, what? And so I, I get off the floor because I was sitting there, you know, kind of like cross-legged, just kind of sitting there listening, trying to take it all in. So I get up, I go out my door and I follow her down the hallway to the laundry room. We had this laundry room at the end of the house, on the other side of the house, actually. And she's folding clothes and I, I walk in, I'm like, what did you say? And she goes, that song, that song you were just listening to, it's a remake. And I go, well, well what's a remake? And she's like, somebody already sang that song. And I'm like, really? Whoa. And she's like, yeah, somebody sang that song a, you know, a long time ago. And now she's doing it in her own way. And I'm like, whoa, that's, I never heard of that before. And so for 
for all intents and purposes, it was a cover tune, you know? And I don't know if they referred it to a cover tune or a cover song back then, but I just remember my mom saying, it's a remake or they're remaking that song. And after our little conversation, I really didn't give the original much thought because my mom didn't have it. And if she had it, she obviously would have played it for me. And so I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear it. And so I didn't hear it until a little bit later on when I was at my uncle's house. That's right. The same uncle that was the barbecue chef, the, the cooked the best barbecue chicken and, you know, had, you know, his sons, you know, my cousins were the ones who was always working on cars and stuff. And so since then they had bought another house and this house, this house had a basement. It had a basement. Yeah. Here in Arizona, very few houses have them, but there are some that do. And it's not like the Midwest where my, my mom's sisters live and my cousins still live where all the houses have basements uh, because of the tornadoes and stuff like that. Out here, we don't have that. So we don't have basements, but some do. And his house had a basement. And what he did was he kind of turned it into a rec room where he had a pool table and he had, check this out, he had a jukebox. He had a jukebox in there, a, a, a working jukebox. And I remember the day we were down there and I was trying to shoot pool and I was no good. And my mom, she yells out across the, the room there. She says, hey, come here for a second. And so I start walking over there and I remember it just like yesterday. I walk up, I'm walking up to her left and she's standing there in front of the jukebox and she's pushing these buttons. And after she gets done pushing the buttons, you can hear inside, you know, you can hear the jukebox, you know, the, the moving parts inside. And right after that, she goes, everybody, everybody be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. And what did I hear? was Crimson and Clover, but the original by Tommy Jane, James and the Shondells. And it was awesome. It was like, you get this, it's a softer version, a more melodic version where he's like, ah. And then the, 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 the guitar kind of follows that softness and it's perfect, it's perfect. And I'm listening to it and I'm just taking it in, taking it in and I'm comparing and I'm contrasting to the Joan Jett and the Blackhearts version and I'm just kind of processing it all. And then it gets to the point where towards the end where they repeat Crimson and Clover over and over, they keep repeating that, but this time there's something going on with his voice. I don't know if, you know, there was like, they were, doing this through the engineers or they were doing something in the booth or what, but it made it sound like, and I'm not going to pretend I know, I don't know what they were doing. All I know was it made his voice sound like it was kind of like either being interrupted or coming in and out. And it was really cool. And I remember we were all standing there around the jukebox and my, you know, the grownups, they were kind of like just, 
in this nostalgic state, you know, just kind of just sitting there. And you could you could just see in their in their eyes they were just thinking about you know the old days, you know. And I'm listening to it, and then you get towards the end, you get the guitars, and as the song comes to an end, the guitars they kind of trail off into this emptiness with a sort of like a sad melancholy arpeggio. That's that's kind of how I kind of view it. Not a sadness from like depressed, being depressed, but a sadness that it's coming to an end. The song's almost over. And at least that's how it made me feel. And it still does to this day. Every time I hear either of those versions, I get this sad feeling at the end but it's not like i said a depression sad it's more of like oh there it goes and it's trailing off and it's leaving us and we we've we've all heard you know hundreds and hundreds of cover songs in our lives and the next question the next natural question is what was your first cover song you know i mean again this was my first known cover song. I mean, some of the songs that I talk about in this project before, they were cover songs, but I didn't know. I had no idea what it was, but this was the first time that I understood that somebody made this song earlier and now somebody's doing it again. And I think it's cool. But what was your first cover tune? And what did you think of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it better than the original? Or was it worse than the original? Um, you know, it's funny when, when I'm with my kids, especially when they first started listening to music and started having an, an understanding, I would be in the car, usually, um, we'd be in the car, and I'd listen to my stuff, you know? And every once in a while, a song would come on that was covered by an artist from their generation. And I, you know, on, on several occasions, I, I'd hear my kids, they'd say, hey, you know, as I was listening to the original, they'd say, hey, they're copying so-and-so. And I'm like, nah, 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 it's the other way around. And it's, it's funny because they think that and it gives us a chance to, you know, talk about music and stuff. And I just think it's funny. But when it comes to cover, cover tunes or cover songs, I typically, um, I always side on the original. I, I think just because it's the original, I think that I always like that better. But it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate another artist's um, interpretation or view of the original. And there's a lot of great, great cover songs out there just like this one. And I love both of, the, of these songs for their own specific and different reasons. Uh, their, their uniqueness. And I'll never forget, I'll never forget listening to this original though for the first time because it was my mom sharing music with me, which is important to me. And not only was she sharing it, she was sharing it enthusiastically with me. And it was from a jukebox, no less. And that is very cool. 
very cool. And so that's why this song is where it's at in my My Life Through Music playlist. And I am going to put the links in below for anybody who wants to just go right, uh, right at it and just check them out if you haven't heard them before. Uh, they're great songs. And, um, you know, which one do you like, you know? And I love them both. I love them both. But um, the original reminds me of my mom and, and listening to that song for the first time. And as always, I appreciate your time. I know it's important. And um, I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Thanks very much.